This is MJ. I live in Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Kamen Rider Zero One, Episode 23. Uh, I'm titling this episode Off the Rails, or, or this review, whatever, Off the Rails, because I really feel like the show has gotten off the rails. Uh, there was no mention, really. I mean, there was a slight mention of the contest that's going on between Heden and Zaya, but it's not clear that this matchmaker service is part of that. So this is just a detour, I guess. So this will be a 12-episode arc then? I don't know. It, things seem so strange. I had to look into who worked on it, and it was written by Minato Takano, and the director was Satoshi Morota, which I think is, you know, fine. Anyway, Minato Takano... Uh, from the Common Rider Wikia, is a writer who worked on materials that attached to Common Rider X8 and Common Rider Zero One. X8, of course, and Zero One are both written by one Yuya Takahashi. And there is a filmography here for uh, Minato Takano. Common uh, Rider Heisei Generations Dr. Pac-Man vs. X8 Ghost with Legend Writers, supervised by Yuya Takahashi. And then Common Rider X8 Tricks, Common Rider Genom, supervised by Yuya Takahashi, Part 1. Uh, Legend Rider, hold on, ah, part one, Legend Rider stage, part two, Legend Gamer stage, and part three, final, Legend stage, I kind of think that tricks thing is the thing that, it's the little short story that preceded, uh, Genom being resurrected, freed from his prison, and able to run amok, which led to the, uh, trilogy of movies, including the, uh, Genom movie, which was pretty great. He also wrote Kamen Rider Brave, Let's Survive, Revival of the Beast Rider Squad, supervised by Yu Takahashi. As well as Kamen Rider Snipe, Episode Zero, uh, which is four, four parts, Trigger of Destiny, Comrade, Barrel, Broken Safety, Immortal Reload. It's funny, those are all gun names. Uh, and then Kamen Rider X-Aid, Tricks, Kamen Rider Laser. Uh, I don't know what the Tricks part is, but it's in, it's in quotes, so maybe it's, you know, like Taihen, Tyson, something like that, subtitle for it. Uh, and then there's... Uh, Project Thouser, which is going to be coming out on the Blu-rays for uh, for this show, for Common Rider One. So that's all about the secret history of Thouser and what he did and what he's been doing in the background and, you know, what makes him tick, basically. So some of those were good, some of them were just okay, but I think all of them were kind of weird. Although I, I did hear the, the Snipe series is actually pretty good. Uh, Sono and, and uh, Ayla from the Uncommon Cast RX, I think, sing the praises of those movies. <laughs> Or specials. I don't know what you call them. So I'm, I'm throwing the phrase off the rails at this episode. And that doesn't mean I hated it. Uh, I liked it, but it was just, it was very weird. Uh, it felt more like a rom-com at times. And I don't, uh, like the tonal shifts are pretty dramatic. Uh, we have uh, the Huma Gear match, like, um, basically cussing out uh, this, you know, lady who's looking to, to be matchmaker for, like in a church at after their fake wedding, and then, but it's like a rom-com, because, like, her, you know, high her childhood friend, who's, you know, a little overweight, and who he's always been in the friend zone, and she's ignored all this time, uh, like, he goes, and he becomes a raid riser, and then, because he does that, and, like, does all this stuff to risk himself, she falls in love with him, but the, uh, the human gear match had called her a, uh, like, a super selfish person, but I don't know, if that was just him trying to push her off and, and have her not be attracted to him, or if he really thinks she is a, a very selfish person. I mean, he did say the thing about her when he analyzed her earlier, saying that she only uh, pays attention to, like, the horoscopes or uh, dating apps or whatever that say, like, good things about her. So she's got this problem with confirmation bias, and she, you know, selectively pays attention to things. So, like, 
she's not a good person. Yes, she was a victim in the previous episode. Uh, you know, it turns out the guy that she was uh, engaged to was, you know, he ended up being innocent. Uh, but still, she kind of was a victim in that situation. Uh, but just because she was a victim doesn't mean that she's not a bad person. Like, you can be a victim and be a bad person, too, I guess, is part of the message that comes across. I don't know if that was the intention. Uh, I couldn't tell what this uh, guy was in his Raid Riser form. I thought it looked pretty cool. Uh, looked pretty unique. I think they got a stockier suit actor to match with the, uh, you know, the face actor for uh, Teru, uh, which was, you know, nice. I like to see that. Um, kind of reminds me of a couple things. One, like, you know, Go Ranger had a big guy. Uh, you know, Voltron has a big guy in Beastar Strikers, which I reviewed on my comics channel uh, a couple weeks ago. They've got a big guy on their team, and he's kind of self-conscious about how, uh, you know, tight the uniform is on them. But <clears throat> anyway, getting back to this, uh, like, there are elements to like, but then there are strange things that I don't like at all. I enjoyed the nuanced approach to, uh, I guess, the bad actors, the the characters in this episode, because they can all be kind of bad, but then there's this, you know, moment where, uh, the humor gear cusses the lady out to try to push her off and make sure that she's not interested in him, in him anymore, and, uh, it was a really hilarious moment, because, uh, he learned the word from, uh, from, uh, what's her name, Izu, and, uh, um, he, or Arto was like, where did you learn that? Um, that was, that was cute. Anyway, uh, but then, as he's being destroyed from Metal Hopper's, you know, Mega Kick or his finishing move or whatever, um, he, like, kind of snaps back his uh, senses and he does, does a little salute says, Best match! Because that's his thing. It's a little joke, I'm sure. And then he um, he blows up with a heart over him and it's great because Teru and Emmy, I believe is her name, are together and they're in love and they're going to be a couple now. So, I don't know. When he was slapped by her in the church after he cussed her out, and then she, uh, and called her selfish, among other things, and then she slapped him, you know, his headgear thing went red, so it looked like the arc was legitimately affecting him, but was that all just play acting? Because the whole marriage thing was supposed to be this ruse, and I don't know if somehow him becoming, uh, you know, Zimetsu, whatever guy, uh, was also supposed to be a ruse, because that really doesn't make any sense that he'd be able to fake that. All right, enough of that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start complimenting the show, sort of, after I take a sip of coffee. So, Yaiba Yua finally gets to Henshin. It's been, and the last time she Henshin was when she fought Fua, when they were, I don't know, testing each other's ideals or whatever it was. So it was nice to see her back in action, getting transformed. There was a weird moment, though, when... Uh, you know, Matsugai ended up coming to the matchmaker meeting as the match for Emmy, and she gave this whole little speech about him, and uh, Aruto looked at her and said, did he write that for you? And she just kind of seemed really irritated, and like, yeah, he wrote it for me, and I have to read it, because he's my boss, and I had to call him a great boss, and say that all his employees love him, and whatever. So, like, I don't know. It's a very interesting character dynamic between the two of them. Uh, I'd really like to see her step out of his shadow, because I feel like she's been in his shadow, and I don't know that I want her to, like, become a villain or something, because she seems good overall, but, I don't know, she seems, she's interesting, because she's kind of utilitarian with her attitude towards, like, the human gear and whatnot, and things that she's willing to do, um, I don't know, I didn't really get her character, uh, but she sure gets to be cool, I mean, she's a great fighter, she fights just like the guys, uh, except she doesn't fight as often as they do, but, um, you know, she's got a really cool couple of forms, and, uh, her using Lightning Hornet in this episode to do, like, a swarm-on-swarm swarm attack with the, uh, you know, 
the cluster hopper uh, locust coming out was really cool. Or really swarm of grasshoppers. They're not locusts. They're just grasshoppers in a swarm. So anyway, I don't know about the veracity of that, but um, a Matu guy says something about how grasshoppers have been known to swarm and then uh, you know devour all this stuff, and then they end up um, like cannibalizing themselves. So I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Uh, it's the arc of Aruto being able to uh, overcome the arc satellite uh, and its you know evil intentions. Uh, it seems pretty interesting. I, I like the fact that the uh, the uh, the key uh, locks the power of zero one, and he can only use the one key, the you know hyper metal cluster. Um, that's a really neat idea. Uh, and with how bad he is when he's hypermetal cluster, how out of control he gets, you know, attacking, uh, you know, lightning hornet, attacking assault wolf, all these things, he just completely loses control. Uh, you know, Amatsu guys betting on um, Aruto's goodness to force him not to transform anymore. <laughs> like, it's still like a very convoluted plan, and I don't quite understand it. Um, Honestly, it's kind of making me think of, uh, like, you know, telling Kylo Ren to kill Rey and then, you know, being happy when she shows up not dead because uh, you wanted her to come along all along. Like, I don't know. Is there a plot hole here? I'm not really sure. Um, you know, the action is effective and the drama is effective and it kind of covers up those things and allows uh, one to ignore them. But I'm not really sure how uh, satisfied I am with this. And I, I feel like the writing, I don't know, is it sloppy? Or what? It's very hard to say. Um, so this uh, this writer, who his name I can't remember now, uh, he Tanaka, Tanako, Takano, something like that. Anyway, Takana. Um, in those other uh, credits he had on the Commander Wiki, it said that he was supervised by Yu Takahashi. Maybe Takahashi let him, uh, you know, fly solo on this episode, and that could be part of the reason why things are so weird. But this seems like a pretty pivotal episode, so I don't know why he would just kind of let him do whatever. I don't know. I enjoyed uh, how menacing um, Metal Cluster Hopper was and is, and uh, I think the... I meant to look at the suit actor. He's either Yuya something or Takahashi something, um, but it's not Seiji Takawa anymore, and I think he's doing a great job. Him being vicious and like a cold, calculating, you know, killing machine as Metal Cluster Hopper is really nice. Reminds me of Guyver. I wanted to make some joke about uh, Out of Control, because if you ever watch the ADV or manga entertainment dub of Guyver, you get to, you get to hear, hear, um, gosh, what's Bloom spew? Uh, Steve Bloom say something like, Guyver means out of control, because, you know, when the creators made this thing, it was completely out of control, and, you know, the Guyver was the, anyway, I won't get into it, you should check out Guyver, if you haven't already, but supposedly the Guyver, or Guyver, the word from that show, and manga, which is inspired by Kamen Rider and other things, probably Ultraman, uh, had a, you know, an alien suit or whatever that was living and went out of control. So what do you think is going to happen with this arc? Are they going to finish out the competition? Is uh, Middle Cluster Hopper going to uh, go too far and kill uh, Matsu Guy, and then that'll, like, totally shift things in a different direction that nobody expected? Or, I don't know, like, what's going on? And uh, I want to know, are you still enjoying it or not? Uh, is this diversion or detour like, pleasing to you? I mean, it looks like the rest of the next episode could be just him being crazy uh, and then actually learning to gain control over, um, you know, Metal Cluster Hopper. Anyway, I enjoyed Guy coming up to him and, you know, Thousand trying to beat him, but he just couldn't because the armor was doing too good of a job protecting uh, Aruto. It was, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was very pleasing to see him get slapped down a bit.
MJLS Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Check out MJMunoz.com for my other review series, another writer cast, where I talk about all the uh, first two episodes of every writer from Kuga to Zio. King of Hearts, Queen of Sorrows, where I talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam. And Going Ultra, where I talk about Ultraman. Uh, in SS.Gridman, SS. which is a, you know, Ultraman spinoff. There's also Swinging Through Comics over there, where I talk about uh, mostly Marvel comics, but I did talk about Skullman recently, and uh, because I like Ishinomori so much, I will feature more Ishinomori stuff there as uh, time goes on. I also have writing projects over there at mjmunos.com. Love what I do? Want to support me? My coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered. Relevant links below. If you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews, and remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.